Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Will Allen. Will is a fundraising consultant with Frontstream, a software company that helps nonprofit organizations develop fundraising strategies, raise more money, and make their lives easier. He grew up with two cats, Sophie and her son, Sasha, and is deep in debate with his girlfriend on whether they should get a cat now. Will, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thanks for having me. So this show is going to be a little bit different than some of our other shows that we've had, where we've focused primarily on sort of hands-on programs, trapping cats, how to treat cats for different issues and all that stuff. I think we'll just go on the docket, and Will, you can say you are a cat lover, correct? I am, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we will cover your cat past. And with that said, Will works with an organization that that offers some products. And at this point in time, we are the Community Cats Podcast is not a paid sponsor or anything. I brought Will on the show because I have become a huge converted fan of doing online auctions as a fundraising tool for organizations. When I was running the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society, I would spend 80% of my time on fundraising And then the other 20 was on operational stuff. And I find that, you know, we need to have a dedicated group of fundraisers in our organizations or else we're just not going to be able to pay our bills and we're not going to be able to grow and we're not going to be able to become more effective. So today's a show focused on fundraising and how important fundraising is to an organization. And I'd like to specifically talk about the Bidding for Good auction software. Will, I don't know if you want to just take a minute and describe specifically what that, what that product is. Bidding for Good is an online auction and event management platform that helps nonprofits connect with a larger audience of bidders, you know, both inside and outside of their own networks, to increase the competition for their items and raise more money. And then there's a whole bunch of great event management tools built in to streamline events. If you're going to have like a furball, which I know is a a popular uh, event name, Uh, there's event ticketing, there's uh, other ways to, to help you save time and get more done. I find it is, in general, it's pretty easy to use. I've been working with a group out of Chelsea, Massachusetts, who's doing a very, very small auction in a couple of days. And I found it relatively easy to set up. You have an auction homepage, and then you have a place where you can put your items, post them, and put pictures up. It's all pretty automated. You program in when your auction's going to go live and when it closes down. So everything is pretty automated, and there's quite a few templates in there for sending out email addresses and that kind of thing. How many organizations do you think use this product? Well, so I can tell you that um, having uh, been in business for the last 13 years now, we've worked with over 10,000 different nonprofit organizations, uh, including many animal welfare organizations, schools, human services, all sorts of different uh, nonprofit organizations from around the country. Would you say that it's 
pretty easy to get set up. Say, say I'm, you know, brand new, sort of like what I was like about a month ago, and I call yeah. in. What would be the process that I would go through trying to decide whether I wanted to use bidding for good, and then also like actually setting up an auction? Sure. So the the first half of that question is is decide whether or not bidding for good is the right fit, and that's kind of our role as fundraising consultants to kind of identify what your challenges have been running auctions in the past or whether you're new to auctions, we can talk how to develop a successful auction and what um, strategies can be effective. And, you know, if in working together, we decide that the tools that our software can offer will help you solve your challenges and help you raise a higher profit, then, you know, we can move forward uh, and get you started. Now, once you've gotten signed up with bidding for good, you can have an auction page up and running in about an hour or so. It's all template driven. So there's no need to program anything yourself. It's as simple as entering a title where it tells you to, entering a description, uploading some photos, and uh, our software really does the work from there. And there are different ways to to use this auction. I, you know, before the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society switched into bidding for good, we did the old style auction with the paper sheets on the tables and stuff. And the the year before we used bidding for good, I think we raised like seventeen thousand at our furball. And then the next year when we used bidding for good, we raised about $34,000 so that there was a, a doubling there basically of our of our income that year. There are a variety of different things though at that point in time that I wasn't taking advantage of. A couple of things that I didn't do that I now know I think we should do are items like that you can put in auction are like a fund and need item. So like mm-hmm. somebody could buy a case of cat food or sponsor a cage or a trap or something like that. So some of your wish list items can go into an auction. And then then there are other items that we have solicited, you know, like sports tickets, gift cards, that kind of thing. And then you have a, another arena too where people can, there's a consignment area and then there's even another area where people have access to other potential items. And what would you say are the best items for these kinds of auctions? Yeah, the best type of item in general is, uh, or I should say, our, our unique experiences, uh, the kinds of things that a lot of times people don't even think about, but also can be some of the, the, the more easier items to, to get. So, for example, it could be a tour of a local news station, or if there's uh, a local celebrity that might be willing to, to meet for lunch or a phone call, um, things like that. You know, if we think about animal welfare organizations, could be like a a tour of the local SPCA, um, kind of learn about how the operation works. Things that, you know, people don't normally think about, but but might think, oh, well, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, I'd be interested in in finding that out. It's interesting. So basically try and think outside of the box to provide an item that is hard for people to find necessarily. Exactly, yeah. So something that people wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. Uh, And you can use that type of item not only to get people excited about bidding on that item, but to draw them into your auction in general to look at some of the other items that are available. Looking for a great tool to help educate your neighbors about community cats? Check out this sign available from the folks at Lumen LS, a life-saving organization from Broward County, Florida, that believes no cat should be left behind. 
This sturdy, bright orange sign featuring an ear-tipped cat would be great for cat colony caretakers, shelters and rescues, spay-neuter clinics, or municipalities and animal control organizations. Education about the correct ways to manage community cats is exploding in the U.S., especially in the last five years. This sign will help you let your community know that ear-tipped cats have been fixed and vaccinated and pose no threat to them. The community cat sign comes complete with all of the hardware you need to post it. Buying and posting the sign will help move animal welfare forward and improve outcomes for cats in your area. You can view and purchase the signs directly from our Facebook page at LuminLS. They also have a colorful informational brochure about community cats plus lots of other resources. Support the Community Cats podcast and LuminLS.org by going to LuminLS on Facebook today. Let's talk about the actual bidding community. Many of us don't have huge mailing lists or email lists or huge Facebook pages. How does the bidding for good community participate in an auction of, say, a little group? Sure. Yeah, Stacey, you bring up uh, a great point. One of the biggest challenges that a lot of organizations face is just the fact that their uh, database of supporters just isn't as big as they might like, or maybe not quite as uh, engaging as they might like. So this is a problem we identified early on with the idea that there are people out there that like supporting good causes and like bidding on things and, and you know potentially getting deals on items, which is why we created our bidder community. Now, essentially, the way I describe that is, is eBay for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So anyone can come to biddingforgood.com and look at the items that different nonprofits have posted. They can bid on those items and then have a chance to win them. So now you'll be connected with our close to half a million bidders from all over the country that come to our website and they like that they're bidding and and spending money to support great causes rather than going to an eBay or to an Amazon or or the like. The great example that I have, I've, I've done lots of of purchasing on, on bidding for good. Last winter, I was looking for a GoPro camera for a scuba trip I was going to take to Cayman Islands with my girlfriend. And I ended up winning a camera in, uh, on bidding for good from an organization called Girls Incorporated of New Hampshire. So I was pretty excited because I got to support a great nonprofit organization that I hadn't ever heard of. And I also got this GoPro camera that I wanted. So it really felt like a double win for me. Yeah, I mean, we've we found quite a few people have uh, supported the auction over the years that we never knew that they existed. So, you know, there, there are a lot of Will Allens out there. And I think that's one of the things that might make bidding for good a little bit more unique than maybe some of the other sites out there. There are other online auction sites out there, but I am not convinced that they have that type of community that bidding for good has. Yeah, so we're we're the only one that has this bidder community. That you know, there's a lot of other good uh, online auction softwares out there. Some of them focus just on creating an online auction page so that they can send it to their supporters. Some of them have mobile bidding as a feature. We're the only one that has this bidder community to connect with people that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to connect with. And then furthermore, the software will collect all of the, the contact information for all of your bidders. So if a goal is to, to try and build your, your database of supporters, you can collect all that information about your bidders um, to expand the reach of your, your email database. 
Yeah, that's another excellent, excellent point. It's it's another way to, to grow your, your email list. Before we switch into another area that FrontStream works in, are there any last comments or tips that you would have with regards to bidding for good? And if you could share what it would cost an organization to have a bidding for good auction? Sure. So it's a great fit. Auctions can be a great strategy to connect, uh, to raise more money and, and connect with more donors. Um, you know, it's certainly not the best fit for everyone. The key to running uh, a successful auction takes great items and it takes uh, a lot of bidders. So having a strategy for getting types of items that your supporters and then people around the country are interested in uh, is really a great way to get started. In terms of costs of bidding for good, the annual subscription fee uh, is just $249 for the year. And as it is an annual subscription fee, you can run as many online auctions in a year as you'd like. So, you know, we'll work with organizations that just run one auction a year. We have other organizations that seem to have auction items up at all times. So uh, lots of flexibility there. And then uh, we have a performance fee, which is a, a 9% fee that is assessed on all uh, on the highest online bids. So uh, it's a great fit for auctions that are looking to raise at least four or $5,000 as kind of a good starting point, especially in situations where they're not getting as much value for their items uh, as they'd like meaning that the goal of connecting uh, with more bidders and increasing the competition, that's where we can really help the most and, and a lot. Right. And we could go on for hours talking about how to merge your online auction with a live event. I've mm -hmm. really focused it more just as an online event as it's standalone, but oftentimes, and this is what I've had experience with, is you'll have an online auction and then it'll close down on Wednesday or Thursday, and then you will have the bids all move into your live event and you sort of basically finish them off at the live event and close them out at the end of that night where everybody's got all the personal energy and excitement and all that kind of stuff. There's also a concept called buy it now. So you can have things so that mm -hmm. if you're not going to be able to attend the event, you can purchase an item at X percent above retail value if you really want a must-have type scenario. So there's so many different ways to be able to run an auction with using a bidding for good online auction platform, it just really expands your opportunities. It isn't that huge of a time commitment to be able to make it happen. It does involve time, but the rewards at the end are, are very worthwhile, I think. I think it's a great tool to use over that whole 12-month period rather than loading it all at one specific, maybe target one event to be like a super event, but then have a couple of smaller, more sort of seasonally themed auctions mm -hmm. is... Yeah probably, I think, a kind of a nice fit because it keeps the donating juices going in your community. If you've got a, a, you know, a snowboard company, here I am up in Vermont with eight inches of snow. If you've got a snowboard company, you don't really want to approach them for an auction that you're going to have in July. Well, you could for an auction in July. Maybe you don't want it in like when you're having it in April when it's mud season here. So you might want to position it more like at your October auction rather than something that might get overlooked where in July, you know, your stand up 
a paddleboard might get looked at a little bit more closely. There are some seasonal items too that, that you kind of need to, to think about also. But we're gonna turn the page a little bit here and change the subject. If you could share with us a little bit about um, First Giving, just for a few minutes, just to touch upon one of the other products that FrontStream offers. Yeah, so First Giving is our crowdsourcing or peer-to-peer fundraising software. So it's a great fit for organizations that are doing walkathons or runs or rides. Um, event registration is built in. Uh, but the real power of First Giving is the ability to have your supporters create their own fundraising pages. So, for example, with a walkathon, uh, what's pretty common if, if you're familiar with the Susan G. Komen Walk for Breast Cancer or the Jimmy Fund Walk, each participant when they register to be a part of the event, they will also create their own fundraising pages so that they can connect with their friends and family. So if you imagine uh, an event, if we compare two events, one that just has event registration and one that has event registration, plus each participant has to raise at least $500. I mean, you can do the math in whatever scenario that those different organizations you're seeing to see what the difference in funds raised can be. Mm -hmm. Another type you can run is a project fundraiser. And I saw a great example of uh, an animal organization that created fundraising pages for each of the pets that they were supporting. So you could donate specifically to Rex the dog or Penny the cat or, you know, or whomever to support that specific cat for um, all the, the expenses that they need. And then you can, you can support the organization directly. I have to say, First Giving did come through for me. We, we had used it for the Strut for Strays. I had never used it specifically for a project until our heating system at our shelter died in November one year. Oh, no. And it was we were faced with a $10,000 bill, unexpected, and all that kind of stuff. And I was so mad. I was This was totally out of madness. <laughs> was I was just so irritated. And so I was like, I'm just putting up a first giving page and just going to send it out to everybody because I can't believe this happened. And and, and we ended up raising $13,000 in about a week oh, and a great. half and were wow. able to pay for the new heating system. So I totally did it as a whim and frustration and all this other stuff. And it ended up being this incredibly, hugely successful campaign and one that I was so appreciative. I mean, it happened around Thanksgiving, so my timing was probably not so bad. Like I said, I did it. I was like, well, hey, you know, maybe if we get a thousand or two thousand dollars out of it, that at least help us swallow this. And it ended up covering the the whole cost of our heating system. And it ended up making the newspaper. You know, I mean, it just ended up creating sort of this viral effect of. Mm -hmm. um, bringing attention to our organization that that needed to have gifts. And uh, literally setting that page up probably took me less than half an hour. You yeah. know, I threw a couple, I took a, you know, this ugly dark picture of the heating system down in the basement saying it's gone. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I would say, you know, it's also just to try it. Is there a annual fee for first giving too, similar to the way the bidding for good is structured? First Giving has an annual subscription fee of $500 for the year. And again, you can run as many different events or fundraisers uh, in a year as you'd like. Uh, and then from there, there's uh, a 7.5% processing fee. Now, one of the great features that we have in First Giving, which we're in the process of trying to add to Bidding for Good, is that donors can choose to cover that 7.5% fee to offset some of the costs 
for the nonprofit. And so what we found is this generally happens, I think it's somewhere around 40% of the time and brings the average processing fee down to about 5.2%. So it, you know, it's easy as donors to pay an extra few bucks when those few bucks added up over multiple people generally adds up for the nonprofit. So it's a great way to, to offset some of those costs. Would you have any fundraising tips if you were starting a nonprofit now? I mean, what would be your course of action to help with uh, growing your fundraising? Generally speaking, I think what a lot of people that come to FrontStream with little fundraising experience, they don't have a, a plan in place. They, they're not quite sure where to, where to begin. The best thing to do is to figure out what your assets are, figure out who reporters are and interests them most, whether that's uh, a simple online auction or it's, you know, a gala type fundraising event, maybe it's a walkathon, and then start from there. Figure out what's holding you back from raising the amount of money that you, that you want or what you need. Is it more people? Is it auction items? To ultimately, as, as I say, just make a plan and understand that with all these different software products, the goal is to help uh, our customers raise a higher profit. So a common concern is that if, you're, if they're gonna spend money on software, it's gonna take away from the bottom line. If we're doing our jobs right as, as fundraising consultants, we're gonna help you raise a higher profit. So cover the costs and raise a higher profit above that. And that's very doable. So understanding that an investment with positive return is a great way to raise money for the organization uh, and build your donor base. I think it's great to let let some technology help do the work for you. Absolutely, yeah. So if people are interested in finding out more about Bidding for Good, First Giving, or just would like to reach out to you with questions, how would they do that? You can visit us at frontstream.com. I think we'll have a link in the show notes where you can connect with me directly. Uh, I'm happy to speak with anyone to talk about their uh, individual fundraising strategies and what areas of opportunity may exist to to try and give them a boost and, and raise more money. So check out the link in the show notes and we can connect from there. Sounds excellent. Excellent. And then is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, my girlfriend is putting a hard sell on me right now to get a couple <laughs> cats, and, and I think she's breaking me down. I had a couple cats growing up, and, and they were both wonderful, and I think the time is coming to get a cat of ourselves and, and have a new little friend. That's great. Well, I, I look forward to hearing more about that. Also, I wanted to thank you so much, Will, for being a guest on the show, and I hope we'll have you on in the future. Yeah, thanks, Stacey. I appreciate joining you today. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 